friends. Welcome back to Mission Tabernacle Outreach's series from Ordinary to Extraordinary. I'm excited to tell you about our character today, the woman at the well. This story is found in John chapter 4. Have you ever heard of a mother's intuition? For years, I truly believed my mom had eyes in the back of her head. I can remember as a little girl standing behind my mom's chair trying to see through her hair to spot a pair of eyes. She seemed to know everything I did. I certainly never doubted the power of the Lord as a teenager. I knew my parents were praying for me. What my mom's secret group, Moms on Patrol, did not tell her, Jesus must have. Haunted houses were absolutely off limits at our house. My mother had given me specific instructions not to be at the one in town that everyone was talking about. My friend and I decided to try it out. In the very first room, someone reached out of the wall and touched me. I stood frozen. I mean, I could not move. I'm really not sure if I was even breathing. I remember my elbows were bent. My friend had rather large muscles and he picked me up by the elbows. He ran to the exit of the building. Just outside, the town newspaper was waiting and kind enough to take our picture and post it the next day. Guess who read the paper? You guessed it correctly, my mama. I realized when I became a mom of three girls that one of the greatest gifts God gives a mother is a mother's intuition. Moms just know. We see in the story of the woman at the well just how much parents are truly made in the image of God. Don't you imagine the woman at the well was pretty stunned when the man sitting beside Jacob's well knew everything about her? She was simply walking to the well to get water, going about her everyday life and duties when the strange man asked her for a cup of water. She thought this was very out of the ordinary. This man was a Jew. She was a Samaritan. They normally would not associate with one another. Jesus' reply was with, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Now she is really puzzled. She does not understand how he can have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. She questions how he could give her living water. She had seen that well her whole life. It was passed down in her family from her father, Jacob. Jesus begins to ex explain to her, if you drink of this water, you will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water I give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. She is very excited and instantly wants the water so she will never have to draw from the well again. She gets a surprise when Jesus tells her to go get her husband and return to him. She tells him she is not married. He lets her know that her statement was true. She had had five husbands and the one she was with then was not her husband. She questions if he is a prophet. Her mind is reeling. That mountain is where her family had always worshiped God, but the Jews worshiped in Jerusalem. I am sure she does not understand why this Jewish prophet is in the land where the Samaritans worship. Jesus responds quickly by letting her know neither place is the place to worship. The true worshipers must worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit. 
those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. He repeats this statement twice. We know this woman is looking for the Messiah. She says that once he comes, he will tell them all things. He then proceeds to tell her he is the Messiah, the one she has been looking for. Immediately, the disciples walk up and begin to question Jesus as to why he's speaking with this woman. The woman just walks away and leaves her water pot there. She could have walked away and been defeated because of the negativity. She could have looked at this as just another way of not being accepted because of her past. Praise God, she did not. The Lord had to have truly made an impression on her. She runs out of the city and begins to tell the story. Come and see a man who knows everything I ever did. Is this not the Christ? The men of the city hurry to meet this man. As they arrive, the disciples are trying to get the master to eat. Jesus quickly lets them know his meat is to be about the Father's business. Look on the fields, they are white to harvest. He that reapeth receiveth wages, and gathereth fruit unto eternal life, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. He repeats this again. He says the saying is true, one soweth and another reapeth. Jesus says, I sent you to reap that whereon ye bestowed no labor. Other men labored, and ye are entered into their labors. I think it is important to notice here that Jesus is in a foreign land where Jacob and his family had worshiped the Lord. The sowing had been done by this family's labors. Jacob had taught his family to look for the coming Messiah. Jesus comes on the scene and the harvest that had been sowed so many years ago had now witnessed the reaping. The woman at the well has found her Messiah. The men of the city knew the story of this woman. She had to hold a lot on the inside after five marriages, and now with another man that was not her husband? I can't imagine what she was feeling or been through. Many Samaritans believed on him that day because of the words he spoke to the woman at the well. She was anxious to share her story with the others. This is one of the greatest stories of a woman that sowed and Jesus that reaped. Are you, like the woman at the well, going about your everyday task, probably holding in the regrets and wounds of the past? Do you feel everyone knows where you came from and they probably judge where you are headed based on past defeats and mistakes? Once this woman met Jesus, she did not question who he was. She instantly did not care what anyone thought. She was only anxious to tell her story. What if she had have hesitated and let her mind wander? Would the outcome have been the same? Would the whole city have believed and accepted the master? My dream growing up was to be like Esther. I woke up one morning, looked in the mirror, and realized my dream of being Esther had turned into the woman at the well. My life was plagued with sin and failure. I was a hot mess with no hope of ever recovering. That is where my master found me. He told me of the things I had done. He told me to drink of his water and I would never thirst again. He reached up and removed a mask I had worn for years. That face that always had a smile was a different picture underneath the covering. I am sure my face was wrinkled from worry. My eyes were tired from years of no sleep. My cheeks were stained with tears. That one touch of the master's hand did more than any cosmetic surgery could have accomplished. My face began to glow. 
The smile was genuine this time and not make-believe. I learned to laugh with God. I remember reading one scripture that to other people would not have been comical at all, and I would just start laughing. Every time I would read the scripture, I would laugh. I can remember five years ago when my heart had been so broken. I could not bear to wake up or go about my days. I would read my Bible seeking comfort. One day I read about Jesus appearing to the disciples in the upper room. The part where he ate the fish. The scripture came to life. In my mind, I could see Jesus eating the fish and laughing. He was telling me, a ghost cannot eat fish. See, I'm eating fish. Trust me, I am alive. I have you in my hands. You will be okay. I immediately began to laugh with him. How could I doubt my Savior? He lives. He loves me. He wants the best for me. He also died for you. He rose from the grave for you. He wants you. He loves you. He wants the best for you. Trust him. Take that mask of the past off. Let him heal your wounds. Let him remove those wrinkles of fear. Let him give you rest. Let him dry your tears. Let him replace that smile that was lost. You can glow again. Just ask him to come in and heal your scars. That is what he's waiting to do. Salvation is the only way to Jesus. He is waiting for you to ask him to come in and wash the sins of the past away. Let him take you from ordinary to extraordinary. Thank you for joining us for this episode of From Ordinary to Extraordinary. Join us next time for part six of our journey. You may contact us at missiontabernacle2020 at gmail.com. We pray the Lord will take us to the highways and byways and compel them to come to Him. Thank you for joining us. May the Lord bless you all, and we hope to see you next week.